You're listening to Sort of Spiritual. Not too long ago, I never would have called myself a spiritual person. But in the past few years, I've gone from being broke, sick all the time, feeling trapped in a job that made me miserable, to easily building a six-figure business, finding the most incredible partner, and creating the freedom to live my life. And along the way, it looks like I've become sort of spiritual. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you the most impactful tools and lessons I've found for personal and spiritual growth. In season one, we're diving into human design, my favorite tool for self-awareness, easy alignment, and the catalyst behind my massive life upgrade. I'm so grateful you've chosen to join me on this journey. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome, happy new year. I have so many things, realizations, breakthroughs about my design and how I've been living that I really want to share with you all, but I think those are going to have to come in future episodes. I'm so excited for this year. I love the fresh start feeling. I spent the holidays in Vancouver with my partner's family, which was really lovely. I found a delicious gluten-free bakery. I forget what it was called, something lemonade in Vancouver. So if you're there, check it out. There were so many tasty treats that I very much enjoyed. And we had the most beautiful white Christmas. It almost never snows in Vancouver, so you might not be familiar with the weather there, but it's very rare for it to snow. Apparently, it's been like 25 plus years since they've had a white Christmas to that degree. So I felt incredibly spoiled to get to see all of that beauty. I absolutely love snow until about January 15th. (laughs) Once we get halfway through January, I am so over the snow. I'm over the winter. And lucky for me this year, I am heading to Mexico for the winter. And I want all of the sunshine, the sand, and air that doesn't hurt my face when I go outside. Today was probably one of the first really cold days we've had in Toronto. It's been like minus 19 or something here. So it's, it's cold. I'm ready for Mexico. That's for sure. I am also so excited to be offering another human design boot camp starting on January 10th. This one is going to be focused all on the gates. I love teaching the gates. So we're going to spend a few days going through all these together. So if you want to get more into the details of your design to better understand the gates, definitely sign up. You can do that at sortofspiritual.com slash Gates Bootcamp. It's free. I forget if I mentioned that already. And I will, of course, link it below in the show notes for you just to make it really easy. So today we are doing the final type episode for Manifesting Generators. I say final, but I actually would love to continue more conversations and interview the types to get their firsthand experience because I think it's so powerful to learn from personal experience in human design. But in this episode, we're going to get more into the internal pull or that sort of second level strategy for manifesting generators. We're going to talk about doing life audits. We're going to talk about quitting as a manifesting generator, which is an important skill to have. And a little more about the sacral center, changing directions, informing, and some other stuff for our second Manifesting Generator episode. If you didn't already, you can download the Manifesting Generator cheat sheet at sortofspiritual.com slash mangen, also linked below for you. And you'll get access to the entire cheat sheet library when you sign up for that. So there's lots of goodies in there. But let's get into this week's episode. In the second Generator episode, I believe we talked about that internal pull sort of level two generator strategy. And so this is like the same thing with manifesting generators. You can do that as well, but you just want to be so clear because it can be challenging as a manifesting generator when you move so quickly 
to be able to tell the difference between what is that internal pull and what's just an idea that you wanna get moving on. So build that relationship with your sacral and your response first before you get into that. Trust with manifesting generators, okay? Trust that you are going to be directed each step of the way. You don't need to know the 27 steps to get to whatever you're doing. You just need to trust that your sacral is going to guide you to the next step and the next step and the next step, and it will just keep guiding you. And even though our minds might try to convince us that we know better, that we know something different, that our strategy isn't going to work, there's so much wisdom in our body and in the sacral, so trust that it's going to give you the next right step and the next right step along the way. And so there's always this question, right, of what if it doesn't show up? What if there's this thing that I want and the thing to respond to just isn't showing up? So trust that either it will show up, but if it's something specific, it might not be the right time, it might not be the right thing, or there might be something better that's about to show up for you. So trust that if there's something that you want and it's not showing up, there's a reason for that. Either the ones like I said above or that idea where it's like your energy is too crowded. You don't have space for new things to come into it. But often with manifesting generators, when they're aligned, there's so much going on. There's so much for them to respond to. You don't really need to worry of what if it doesn't show up because there's all of these things showing up all the time. And when we talk about waiting to respond, waiting does not equal doing nothing. It is rare to find a manifesting generator doing nothing. They have this energy that they need to burn, so they're generally doing something What you do want to be careful with with the waiting is that you're not just doing busy things to be busy. You want to be doing the things you love. You want to be responding to what lights you up and not just doing things to be busy for the sake of being busy, right? That's not good for your energy in terms of your attraction, in terms of how your aura communicates. That's not good for your energy in terms of attraction or in terms of how your aura communicates. So again, going back to obligations, like we talked about in the generator episode, the obligations and the shoulds, they are blocks to opportunities for you. They rob you of your energy and your space for the right thing. They burn you out. And that same example, the full suitcase, right? You want to be able to take out the things that you don't need. So there's space for what you do need and for what you do want to do. So do a life audit. You want to look at all these different things in your life and you want to see where you're just blowing your energy, where you're being busy to be busy, where you've said yes to things, or where you're 17 steps into something that you didn't actually like. Manifesting generators need to be okay with quitting. Quitting is something important to you because they're going to do all these different things. They likely have a bit of a complex around being flaky or quitting because other people have told them that it's bad and it's something that they shouldn't do. So when you're doing these life audits, you need to look at the things that maybe you just started and were really excited about, but now you're a month in and you're like, meh, this sucks. I don't really want to do this anymore. Then trust your sacral when it's time to quit, when it's something that you don't want to be doing. So talking about the sacral center, again, it's a key part of being a generating type. It gives you that sustainable energy to do the right work. It's a tool for clarity. It has the sound, the uh uh-huh and the uh uh-uh, just like the generator, except if you have the 3420 channel, because the sacral center is directly connected to the throat, it often will just be whatever the first thing is, it comes out of your mouth. So maybe it's like, yep, or no, thank you. Doesn't really matter, but just trust the first thing that comes out of your mouth. If those sounds work for you, great, but just know that they might not with the 3420 channel. 
I find the manifesting generators often relate to the experience of movement. So when it's a yes, instead of it being an uh uh-huh, it might feel like a movement towards something or it might feel like a movement away from something. So also pay attention to that if you don't have a solid connection with the sounds of the sacral that can be a really helpful thing for MGs too. And remember, the power of the sacral response can only be released through responding. The sacral lets you know if there's energy available, if there's capacity available to carry out the task. It lets you know if it's the right timing or not. So it's trusting the sacral. It's trusting when things show up. And it's also trusting the no. So if you're getting a no from your sacral, to trust that. The sacral is all about sustainable energy. So just like with the generator, when we're talking in evolutionary terms, the sustainable energy of the sacral is meant to raise children and have continuity for the tribe. So you need sustainable energy for this because it's not just about taking care of children and playing with them, it's working to feed them and provide for them and make sure that they have shelter and clothes and education. And so the sacral will give you energy to work sustainably. Now this doesn't mean you have to have children or you have to be a stay-at-home parent or something like that, but it's just that's the evolutionary background of the center. And the sustainability can also be a bit of a challenge, just like with the generator, because sometimes it's going to keep you going in the wrong direction, right? You're sustainably going in the wrong direction. If you're doing something and you didn't respond to it, you just keep going and going and going. It's the wrong thing, but you just keep putting more energy into it because you have that sustainability. Manifesting generators don't often quite have the same level of a problem because they often have different things going on already and their energy is split up a little too degree as it should be and they usually have the experience throughout their life of quitting things where it can be a lot more difficult for a generator type to just stop or quit or change directions and when we talk about the sacral a challenge can also be faking life with the sacral manifesting generators can do this really well if they're out of alignment because they can just force themselves through life with all this power and energy that they have. So they force themselves to do jobs, they force themselves to work long hours, and they force themselves to just like sustain and live this really miserable life. And we don't want that. When manifesting generators are lit up, when you have more joy, when they have more joy, we all get more of that the MG energy is going out into the rest of the world. So we want to keep our manifesting generators lit up and help them to not be stuck or to not be faking life with that sacral energy, but actually using the sacral to do something that lights them up and that they love. They do tend to have a higher capacity like generators than the other types to push through things. And they often have a much higher threshold before they reach burnout. They can still absolutely burn out. And I used to say it was less likely for MGs to burn out, but I find the current hustle culture really seems to be taking a toll on people. And especially if you have the 3420 channel, there's often a common experience of manifesting generators actually feeling like projectors when we talk about projector energy in terms of having limited energy and not working a lot or not spending a lot of your energy. Sometimes it can feel more like that because they have such a strong force from that sacral to the throat. If it's not being used correctly through response, it can just burn you out so fast. And we'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about health with manifesting generators. Movement is also really great for the sacral center, especially manifesting generators. So allowing yourself to find movement that feels good and can help shake up the energy of this is something that you want to do if you respond to it. And manifesting generators are actually really great at flow and change when they give themselves permission to do this. So when they're responding, they can go quickly from one thing to one direction to another direction. 
And when it comes to the sacral, it's important to be present and be in the moment. If you're trying to plan things really far in advance, you're not in touch with the sacral because the sacral is in the now. And it's often something you want to check back in with yourself about if you do make plans in advance when they come closer. It's like, are you still responding to this? Is this still something that you want to do? MGs also want to keep the people in their life informed. So when you are changing directions, let them know. That path of informing is going to help clear the resistance so that people aren't judging you, so they're not caught off guard, they're not angry, they're not upset, they're just like, oh, okay, you're doing this thing now? Okay. And it's not a big deal. So work on the informing piece if it's something that you're not great at. In the manifestor episode, I obviously talk a lot more about informing. I also talk about manifestors being liars in the second manifestor episode, which also relates to manifesting generators. So you might want to go have a listen through that to see if that's something that resonates with you or if that's something that's stopping you from informing. With emotional manifesting generators, so if you have the emotional solar plexus defined, it increases the need for you to wait before you take action before you respond. So your sacral is going to respond to something and then you're still going to want to wait out that emotional authority before you decide to take action on it. And remember that if you have this in your design, waiting is correct for you. So the right opportunities will always allow you to wait. And if the opportunity doesn't, it's not the right opportunity. You're not going to miss out. Similarly with a generator, we usually say that the first response is often correct, but new information might be presented. So you do still want to wait as you're sort of riding out your wave up and down, you want to keep responding and see if there's the consistency with the response. It doesn't have to always be the exact same answer. And then once you've reached that sort of place of clarity with your response, you also then want to inform. The learning curve for manifesting generators. This is different than the generator learning curve. So with a manifesting generator, usually what's going to happen is you will surge ahead, right? You will have this surge in mastery. You will skip steps that you're like, I don't need them. We don't need to do this because you're here to find shortcuts, right? And you're really here to be efficient, to find things that we can cut out that we don't actually need to do. This isn't actually a necessary step. However, not every single shortcut is going to work. So you're going to have to circle back and do some of the things that you thought you could skip. And then you will repeat, right? Surge ahead, skip things, find shortcuts, circle back. And part of that with the manifesting generator is being at peace with this process, being okay with knowing that you are here to find shortcuts, but not every single one is going to be effective. So sometimes you're going to have to circle back and redo things. And yes, there's probably going to be frustration or anger. That's okay. It's just part of the process. If you remove judgment from that and just understand that that's part of how you work, you can just keep learning and you won't get stuck in feeling bad and not growing. Conditioning for manifesting generators. So this is similar to generators. They're often conditioned out of using their sacral sounds or their sacral response. And often they say yes to everything because they have the energy to do things. Other people want to use your energy. They can sense your power. And so you can sometimes be conditioned into just replying yes to everything when you're not actually responding. There's often a conditioning piece as well, like we've talked about, where it's bad to quit, you're flaky, that you shouldn't take shortcuts, you should live by the rules that everyone else has, you should just focus on one thing, you're like all over the place and you're always on to this next thing and this next thing, you need to just focus, that you don't keep commitments, that you should be smaller, quieter, dimmer, right? Don't take up so much space. And that is so incorrect. You are meant to be big and shiny and bright and to do all of the things, but that's how there's often conditioning for manifesting generators. When we look at the needs and wants of a manifesting generator, they need to do more than one thing at a time. They need to give themselves a trial period before committing to something. They need to let themselves quit when it's time to quit. 
They need that uninterrupted creative flow like a manifester. So, you know, those big chunks of time when they can do what they want to be doing. And they need to be able to inform you without being questioned. And again, this is dependent on your relationships and jobs and everything of how that's going to work. But if you don't need to ask question after question of a manifesting generator, then don't. Let them inform you and then that's just okay. And let them have that experience so that they can get better at informing you. And again, listen to that part of the manifester episode. I think it's near the beginning of the second manifester episode that will go more into this. Manifesting generators need space to go at their own pace. They need to be able to skip steps and circle back. They need joy time, right? They need big amounts of joy time. That's what makes you so magnetic. And your joy time can mean work for generating types, you know? Joy time, you can love your job. You can love what you do. You can have three different businesses, you know? You can love them all. And that could feel 80%, 90% joy time, or maybe it's like 100% for you and you absolutely love the work that you do. But you need joy time. It just needs to be something that lights you up. You do also need to drain that sacral energy, that sacral battery. And you need to do that on a daily basis to use up your energy. You need to not always have to make plans or decisions really far in advance because you do change directions and you do change things up. So when you have to make a decision about something that you're going to do eight months from now, it's like, uh, are you kidding me? I don't know what I'm going to be feeling like eight months from now. I don't know what I'm going to respond to eight months from now. So you need the freedom to be able to change your mind sometimes. And when we look at fears of manifesting generator, they're often afraid of letting people down, of being flaky, of being perceived as being all over the place or scattered. There's often this fear of wasting their time because it's certainly something they've experienced when they jump into something and then later realize they don't want to do that anymore. There's a fear that they won't be able to connect with their truth, whether that's through their sacral or they won't be able to find the right thing because they're trying so many. And that's just part of the process, right? There's often this fear of being irresponsible as well, that because you make changes that it's bad or you should have more stability, you should be more consistent, you should do things for longer. And that's not necessarily the truth, right? It doesn't mean you're irresponsible if you're constantly changing careers or changing your passions. There can be a fear of discovering who you really are, a fear that other people won't like what you're responding to, a fear of not being in control or a fear of being controlled, and then the fear of failing because they do ultimately want that mastery with the generator type of their energy. When we're looking at health for manifesting generators, they need to use that power and that energy. They can let their sacral really guide them when it comes to their health and when it comes to diet and exercise. And now there's always going to be this kind of caveat there because we have a lot of food products in our world that are engineered to make us want them. So craving something versus having a sacral response, again, is a very different thing and it's a nuance that you're gonna need to work out and learn for yourself. But manifesting generators, when it does come to food, might actually need more food than others. So you don't want to fall into that diet culture of cutting calories or cutting out massive food groups. Again, let your sacral guide you, but you want to make sure that you're feeding to sustain your energy and that you're exercising and using your energy in a way that you want to be using it. And you don't want to just be following trends because everyone else is doing something, right? If you hate riding a bike, don't buy a Peloton just because that's the thing that everyone seems to be doing right now. Find something else that you enjoy. Burnout is still possible for you. So if you're not recharging your battery and sleeping well each night, if you're frustrated or angry and really having those feelings stick in you and use up your energy because you're trying to contain them or suppress them, if you're using your energy for the wrong things and you're not 
experiencing that satisfaction or peace if you're not using your energy, if you're sedentary. I don't often come across sedentary manifesting generators, but you really want to be doing something with all of your energy. If you do find yourself at the point of burnout, just like generators, you can recover really quickly, but you need to find the source of that energy drain in your life and remove it. Make sure you're getting really good sleep. Make sure you're using your energy that you do have during the day and all the things that we just talked about. When it comes to manifesting generators and sleep, I really recommend you experiment. As I talked about at the beginning of the first episode of Manifesting Generators, there are different types of manifesting generators depending on what their energy really is. So I encourage you to experiment with this. There's one school of thought that says you should go to bed before you're drained and then finish up generating. So it's like the manifestor strategy of go lie down before you're spent so you can discharge your energy. And so you lie down, you finish generating through continuing to maybe work on your laptop in bed. I don't know if that's a great idea because the whole light thing, but anyways, you do you. Um, Through reading, through watching TV, through having sex, through doing something to burn up that energy. Or you can also try the generator strategy of it, where if your energy isn't used up before you go to bed, your quality of sleep isn't going to be great. So you want to burn up your energy during the day and then go to bed exhausted. I recommend playing around with this, doing what feels good to you, and seeing what your energy responds best to. Because as a manifesting generator, you're sort of going to have your unique process. When it comes to work, generating types are said to be the great workers of the world. So with a manifesting generator, you still definitely have that quality, but you want to allow for work in many ways with many things. Work, like I said, is about using your sacral energy. It's not necessarily having a job. So maybe as a manifesting generator, you're a parent and you also love to paint and you do woodworking for some YouTube channel that you created and you're also doing a yoga certification, right? When we talk about work, it's not work only in exchange for money. It's doing things that is using your energy in different ways. So use your strategies, respond and let the right work come to you. Follow what feels good, follow what you're responding to. At work, if you're working in an office environment, something that can be really great as well is being really open to feedback in any kind of work really, because it gives you something to respond to. Also, don't be busy just to be busy, right? You have the energy, but it's important to spend it on the right things, the things that you are responding to. Do activities that raise your frequency, that make you feel alive and happy. We want to really increase that magnetic energy in you to draw more of the right opportunities and work in response. So you don't want to just be sort of anticipating things of what you think might be needed or what you think you should be doing. And especially if you're a business owner, working in response can be so helpful. You don't want to just be blindly doing things. You want to be doing things that you're responding to. So you could respond to customer or audience requests. And remember that just because someone asks you to do something where it's like, oh, hey, I'd love for you to create this program or this thing, it doesn't mean you have to do it, but it's an opportunity for you to respond to that because maybe they'll mention something specific and you're like, ooh, yes, like, uh uh-huh, that's lighting up my sacral, I wanna do that. And that's often a very different experience than when you just have this idea or some strategy you're taking from someone and trying to use and it isn't working and it's frustrating and it doesn't feel good. And I often see this with manifesting generator entrepreneurs, especially when they don't know about their energy type, where they are like spinning their wheels, creating all this stuff, and it isn't really in alignment and they're burning themselves out and people aren't buying things or they're not excited about what they're offering and it's exhausting. But then maybe a year goes by and someone's like, oh, hey, I would love it if you could create like this program. And you're like, oh, 
I actually already have that. Here you go. And then it works and you can share it and people love it. Even though it's like the same thing that didn't work a year ago, it's about that right timing and around your sacral responding to something versus just using the ideas in your head to create something that you think you should be creating. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I had such a blast going through all of the types with you. I hope you enjoyed learning as well. We start the Gates Bootcamp on January 10th, so I would love to have you join us if you want to keep learning on this human design journey about the details in your design and the gates in your design. So join us for that January 10th. It's going to be for four days. There will be replays if you can't make it live, but I always love to have you on live because I love getting to meet you and see you and get your energy there. So you can sign up for that, like I said, at sortofspiritual.com slash Gates Bootcamp, or the link is below to make it nice and easy for you to sign up. I might be taking a little break from podcasting for this month. I haven't entirely decided yet just with the boot camp and heading to Mexico. It's going to be a bit of a busy month. So we'll see. We'll see what the urge creates for me to come up with next. But I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so, so, so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful year. And I will see you next time. 